Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When you're in the middle of a trial, you can find hope in looking up. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will show you that one day soon, if you're a believer, Jesus will return and bring you out of the trials that you're facing. Are you ready for that day? Current events are fulfilling the end-time prophecies as you listen. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 13th, 2023. One need look no further than to chapters 6 through 19 in the book of Revelation, which provide in, I mean, graphic detail, horrific detail, the prophesied horrors coming upon the whole world. And this in several ways, not the least of which is that of the controlling of every aspect of everything and everyone who are still alive on the earth during this time. So much so, that no one will buy, sell, pose, say, or do anything that goes against the narrative, as it were, without facing the threat of being killed. Now, that statement I just made about it feels like we're already in the tribulation, being because we're that close to the tribulation, which is why it feels like we're already in the tribulation. That's about to make sense here in just a moment. When I say we are on the cusp of the beginning of the seven-year tribulation, we are a net's eyebrow away. And I haven't used that for a while. And yes, nets have eyebrows. That's how close we are. I'm speaking truth to you. Enter this article a good friend of mine on the mainland sent me last week. It was published on Monday, this last Monday, August 7th. The title, New Global Internet Censorship Began Today. Did you know that? A few brief excerpts from the publication quote. Instead of global internet censorship, Google calls it fact-check tools. Its purpose is to eliminate dissent on any topic Google selects. Their partners are the, no surprise, United Nations and the World Health Organization. Google's algorithms, quoting, are designed to delete websites that criticize topics such as COVID-19 statistics, 
The World Bank, the FBI's crime statistics, that's interesting, Farm GKB, and a one world global government. You know, all the topics we talk about every week. Other topics include global warming statistics provided by the IPCC, International Panel on Climate Change based in Geneva, Switzerland, the World Health Organization's findings on any topic they select, the United Nations Energy Statistics Database Carbon Emissions, and the Environmental Protection Agency's Greenhouse Gas Reports. <laughs> And there's more. I abbreviated it. Still quoting, the algorithms are Google's last-ditch attempt to control the Internet before people worldwide can no longer access it. The goal is to have one point of view. Hmm. Google calls it data commons. All data supports one global government under the United Nations banner. Google has the only say on what news gets read or blocked from the internet. <laughs> ah. This third and final one is a little peculiar. And by peculiar I mean in the sense that after spending an inordinate amount of time this last week vetting this, I had considerable difficulty finding original sources from which to quote the transcript. This is uh, uh, very unusual. I was, however, able to authenticate its legitimacy. It happens to be a four and a half hour long video of the International COVID Summit 3, Part 2, in the Brussels European Parliament. When you get to about the four-hour mark, you'll hear this Dr. Meryl Nass speak, and what she says is nothing shy of chilling in light of all that we've talked about heretofore concerning Bible prophecy, specifically during the seven-year tribulation. To their credit, Natural News picked it up and reported on it in a post titled, Whose Pandemic Treaty to Remove Human Rights, Sovereignty Under the Pretext of Pandemic Preparedness and Biosecurity Agendas. We talk about that every week. <laughs> Few quotes. Board-certified internist and biological warfare epidemiologist. <laughs> Can someone say that word? Epidemo epidemiologist. That word. <laughs> Dr. Merrill Nass issued a disturbing warning that the pandemic treaty being pushed by the World Health Organization is going to take over the jurisdiction of everything in the world. During the International COVID Summit of the European Parliament held in Brussels, Belgium, Ness said that the health authorities will use the treaty to impose the idea that climate change <laughs> 
animals, plants, water systems, and ecosystems are all central to health. According to NAS, the pandemic treaty will remove human rights protections currently embedded in the International Health Regulations, IHR, enforce censorship and digital passports, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to push a single official narrative and dictate which drugs should be prescribed in every country. We're undergoing a soft coup, she alerted. She also pointed out how the organization is moving to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws under the pretext of Here it is again, pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. NAS divulged how it is working on binding states so there are no longer recommendations providing a liability shield for vaccine manufacturers and public health officials getting rid of intellectual property rights and moving supplies from one country to another. It's already happening now. Here's the bottom line. This report and the many like them comport, almost verbatim I would say, with all the prophecies in the Bible describing the end, recorded for us, specific to the last seven years, the time of Jacob's trouble, the seven-year tribulation. I'll end the way we began and simply say, Jesus is our only way out. And for those who are at their breaking point, take heart. Why? Because He will make a way for you to bear up, right up to the trumpet sound when He takes us up. That's His promise. That's His word. And you better hang on to it for dear life, because it's a matter of eternal life. You know, this is the purpose of these prophecy updates. It has been for the many years that we've been doing it, is to get people to look up. (laughs) As one said, when the outlook doesn't look good, try the uplook. I'm looking at the outlook and I'm thinking, I. I'm looking for a way out. Well, the way out is the way up. Look up. When you see these things, things that I just covered, which is just a fraction, literally a fraction. (laughs) When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws nigh, that trumpet sound draws nigh, and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. I can't wait. See my daughter Noel again and my mommy, their new bodies. I hope my daddy too, all the loved ones over the years, 
all the memorial services I've done here in this church as the pastor of this church. They rise first, they get their bodies. Then we who are alive and remain are caught up to meet them and see the Lord in the air and forever be with the Lord. Man, that's some good news. Well, that's the gospel. That Jesus came, that He died, that He was buried, that He resurrected on the third day, and that He's coming back again one day soon and very soon. That's the gospel, the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. What are the ABCs of salvation? Well, it's just a simple way to equip you so that you're at the ready, prepared to give to everyone an answer of that hope that you have. Because they're looking at your life. They're, they're, you're a living epistle. They're, they're reading the letter of your Christian life, and they're asking two questions about your Christian life. They're asking, does it work, and is it real? And they want it to work, and they want it to be real, because if it does work, and it is real in your life, then there's hope for their life. So you have to be at the ready to give to everyone an answer of that hope that you have in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what the ABCs is. It's just, it's just a tool. So you're ready. The A is just for admit, acknowledge, you're... You sinned. You're a sinner. Otherwise, why, why would I talk to you about a Savior if you don't acknowledge that you're a sinner? Romans 3.10 says there's no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So Romans 6.23 now enters into the picture, and there's a penalty for that sin. And it's the death penalty, for the wages of sin is death. But, here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B, very central and very simple. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10 verse 9 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. John 3.16, we could quote it upside down, right side. Every which way, we we, we know it so well. But what's, what's at the core of it, that God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus, to die for us, that whosoever would believe. And then the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10.9 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And Romans 10.13, lastly, it says it all. It says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you today, He's your only hope. He's your only way out. If you've never called upon Him, believed in Him, Put your trust in Him. Today is the day of salvation. 
I implore you to make the most important decision of your life for eternal life. Well, I'm really looking forward to today's But God testimony. It comes from a good friend of mine who's actually one of our main transcribers, Karen Broom, who gave me permission to share <laughs> this amazing But God testimony. Uh, she emailed it to me a few days ago. She writes, I have a small But God testimony. It shows the faithfulness of God even 22 years later and how what happens long ago is still used by God today. Front story. Our Bible study group is growing so much in Christ. We have another woman joining us this coming Tuesday, Carol Spears. Backstory. After my divorce, when I wanted to move home from Florida to Georgia 22 years ago, I told God that I was only going to do so if He wanted me to. I needed Him to confirm it by finding me a home, a job close to home, with the same hours as the kids' school hours, and making enough money to pay the bills. Oh, and could it also be in graphic design? I had been a stay-at-home mom for almost 10 years, and I really only had a small amount of entry-level graphic design skills, not much else at this point. I didn't know of any job or rental home in my small town fitting this description, and my own searches had proved futile. I was pretty sure that I would not be moving back, so a sincere prayer was put before the Lord. But being impatient and still somewhat doubtful, I only gave God a week to do it. (laughs) I figured a week was plenty of time, as my request was easier than creating the heavens and the earth. He sent me to Carol, who managed a local small staffing agency. She began her search. Five days pass, nothing. On the sixth day, wouldn't you know it, the day before I was to give up as no job or home was found, at that point she found a job that I could do. Five minutes from the house that I was to get three hours later, paid the bills I had, started ten minutes after I would put the kids on the bus, and ended ten minutes after they would get off the bus. The part about getting the rental house is just as much God. I find one online. Call them. She wants a credit reference and to know about my employment. Well, my job is now like three hours old, and I hadn't even started yet. I had no credit except bad credit. I owed $1,100 on my furniture that my ex and I had not been faithful to pay. That creditor was also in my hometown. Five days prior, right after I saw Carol, I had gone to them to make it right. (laughs) It was five years behind in payments at this point, and they had not only written it off as bad debt, but almost fell out of their chair, and definitely thought I was crazy when I walked back in, asked forgiveness, and offered to start up the payments again and make things right. And that was the only creditor and credit reference I could give to the landlord. But God. 
turns out that the landlord's aunt was the lady at the furniture store. (laughs) I love when God does that. Only God can do that, right? And she vouched for this crazy Christian who was babbling about forgiveness and making amends. Of course, God never fails. Long story short, it gets better. Carol didn't know any of that part of my story until recently when I saw her in town. At the time, I didn't think about sharing the gospel or what Christ had done for me with strangers. Only my family knew this story. In our conversation two days ago, the topic of this crazy world we live in came up. I was telling Carol about the faith and belief I had in Christ, and that He would be taking me out of this world soon. So I wasn't worried, but more excited as I watched the day draw near. Carol asked me about belief and faith, and how I could have both with God. I shared that story and thanked her again for her part in it. She was speechless for a moment, as you might imagine. And then the best part happened. She asked, how could she have this same belief? I was able to give her the ABCs of salvation. And she puts in parentheses, I have it memorized from transcribing it every week. She transcribes every prophecy update every week. So she, I mean, she can recite it verbatim. So she did. And she received it with a lot of hope in her eyes. The next day, yesterday, she wrote me and asked to come to our next Bible study. Praise God. I'm so excited to see where this goes. And to God be all the glory. Thank you for making it so easy to share the gospel, the good news. Thank you for always teaching the ABCs too. It has given me the ability to learn it by heart. And God was able to use that in His perfect time. Thank you for being my pastor and my friend. Much love, Karen. Father, thank you so much. Oh Lord, we've covered a lot of ground today, and of course our hearts still grieving over what's happening on Maui, and our hearts heavy even just with what's happening in the world and to the world, and this lost and dying world. And so many need you, Jesus. And there's still time. Thank you for using people like us, choosing the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, and the weak to shame the strong. You can use anyone. Lord, we want to be found faithful. We want to be ready, prepared. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for telling us ahead of time what's going to happen before it happens, so when it begins to happen, non-believers will believe, and believers will look up and lift up their heads, knowing our redemption draws nigh. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. 
as you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.